When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. So literally all eyes, no matter where you are, have been trained on the inflation numbers. What's changing? What do we have to prepare for? How is it impacting our lives today and down the road? Well, one place where you automatically can look is the grocery store. Brandon Schultz, along with us, executive director of the Wisconsin Grocers Association, a guy that we talk to routinely about these trends. Uh, You know, we can talk inflation all we want, employment, And keeping the people on staff to keep the wheels turning is still a major issue for our grocers, correct? Oh, absolutely. And it's not only at your favorite grocery store where you and your listeners shop, but it's at the people who make the products, manufacture the products, grow the products, and put them in the supply chain to eventually get to the store. That's the reason why when you're shopping, you come to an aisle and you go, oh, geez, yeah, the shelf is half empty. What's going on? Well, the people who supply that, can't make enough to get it to meet demand of the store. So as you now start to think about inflation and and, and where does that all come from, it comes from this notion of not having a supply chain in an industry work in in the manner it should. We're paying more for labor, we're paying more for salaries, more for wages, more for benefits, trying to get people to come into into work in the industry, and again, not just at the grocery store, but at your at your favorite, you know, at your favorite company that makes whatever. Even on the farm, everybody's got issues, and as long as we have that employment issue, inflation is going to run high. What? Now, the other thing to keep in mind here is that inflation, as we know it today, and it's now at nine percent, it's the highest you've seen in four decades. It's not, unfortunately, it's not going to go away tomorrow. It's going to be here for a while. It's going to continue to keep prices challenged for grocers to try and not raise prices and for their suppliers to not raise prices. But as long as we have all these outside factors really clobbering the supply chain and eventually the grocery store, it's a daily struggle to keep prices in check. You know, Brendan, I was thinking about you the other day. We were in uh, central Wisconsin, literally, as they say, in the middle of nowhere. And I started to kind of take a look around at where people were going to be able to get groceries from. And unfortunately, it was maybe a convenience store, uh, maybe having to drive farther. I think they kind of call that a food desert. Do you worry at all about the staying power of your Wisconsin independent grocers in light of all those challenges and literally being able to put a profit plan together? Well, you know, you, you've identified one of the key things, and that is how do you keep your business alive with all these challenges that we have? Now, during the pandemic, grocers were an integral part of the essential workforce and trying to keep things going. It's where people went. It was a stable place uh, in, in that very challenging time. But as we've, as we've moved out of it, we've just talked about the challenges we have with the workforce and the supply chain. But we also have the fact that consumers, shoppers, families, consistently go to the store with the best plans that they have to try and buy, you know, what they need on their family meal plan. They've got a budget they want to stick to. They're smart shoppers. They've been through this before. So it's, this is not an oh-my-God moment where we go, what do we do? So you, you have strong demand. Uh, we're able to supply as best we can and you try and manage prices. Now, in some of those areas where you mentioned that, you know, a rural part of the state, there there's not a grocery store or there's a smaller store or maybe there's a convenience store. 
But one of the things that's been happening is you've seen channels, as we say in the industry, between grocery stores and convenience stores and restaurants, all trying to figure out how they can offer their customers, um, you know, service or new products. And in some cases, you see convenience stores, which as time has gone on, have really expanded beyond being, you know, smokes and gas. You can now go in and there's a meat end cap or there's fresh food or there's soup or there's a salad. So, you know, that is filling some of the need because they don't have to be as big as a grocery store. You know, you don't have to be a 35,000 square foot convenience store. You could be, you know, you'd be a quick trip or a Casey's or a Seven Eleven size and still satisfy your customers. And you're also right. And you make a really good point, And that is, you know, you can, you can shop at one of those convenience stores and maybe get what you need for the day or for that next coming meal. And then maybe you do have the drive to the, you know, the grocery store in the next town to get your week's worth of staples and, and the other things that you need. So, you know, shoppers are just as resilient as they can be and they're going to find a way to work through not only their situation but kind of almost in a partnership with the places that they you know that they've shopped at before whether it's a grocery store or a hardware store you know the supply store they're going to figure it out but we're all challenged kind of as they say you know in it together I got to ask you, speaking of in it together, the reason I kind of started this conversation was with Brandon is we're getting so many reports as farm broadcasters from out west, California specific, uh, the, the southwest, even the Pacific northwest, about erratic weather that's really impacting their ability to produce some of the fresh products that we rely on in the Midwest. Not necessarily right now because we've got gardens, but definitely in the winter. Are your grocers hearing anything about the weather disrupting the availability of things like salads, tomatoes, you fill in the blank, Brandon, especially as we go into winter. So far, what we've seen, and I'm going to do this over the last couple of years from the during the pandemic, which was a challenge because that, that impacted not only our, our fresh produce and vegetables, but it impacted the proteins and the meats department. But as we've kind of gone from pandemic, post-pandemic to where we are now, it's almost affects many parts of the store in one way or another. You know, one week you might see a shortage in, you know, beef, not enough beef in or chicken in. The next week you might see a little bit, uh, you may not see as big of an apple selection as you can. But one of the consistent areas uh, that we've had has been in produce and, and fruits and vegetables. It's It's been generally very consistent uh, from all the products across the board. I think a lot of that has to do with the various places that they could sort, sort, source the food, whether it's California, Florida, South America, other countries, other parts of the U.S., that, you know, there is supply out there that these these companies that do that do a really good job. But we also see um, situations happen where we have no control over the marketplace, like the avian flu that came and, and really decimated many of the uh, egg-producing farms that we had. That challenged the supply. They get new chickens on, new layers on board, and, and, and we get back. So we're always conscious of what happens in, in places where our product comes from, whether it's whether it's the West Coast or whether it's down south. You're always watching that. But, you know, you've got people that know this, and they know that if limes are going to not come out of Mexico, they're going to have to source it from someplace else. That part of the store has really been pretty good. It's It's not immune from the inflationary impact, but from a supply side, it's been pretty good. 
Brandon Schultz is along with us, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. We're talking about inflation. It's impacting your pocketbook now, but it's also impacting those partners like our independent grocers you rely on. So are you hearing from your grocers, Brandon? Are they st- are they in line with uh, supply chain issues, in line with these uh, potential weather-related ramifications and, of course, costs? Are they starting to rethink the number of brands that they're offering? I know they probably started that during the pandemic, maybe felt more confident over the past couple of months, now going in a different route. How do they pivot? What do they do to try to make sure that they can still have something to offer, but also respectful of pocketbooks? You know, Pam, we should put you in a grocery store because you, you, you've hit on one of the really critical areas that these folks have to deal with every single day, and that is, okay, I've got five chicken suppliers. Do I need five? Well, maybe a couple of years ago you might have scratched your head and said, I don't think so. But today you need five because if, if two aren't working or two have this and problem, you've got another source. If, you're, if you have a single source for one product and that company goes down, you're kind of in trouble because there's nowhere else to go. So I think that you're going to see grocers are going to look to multiple sources of products, whether it's a brand name, you know, a national brand name from a consumer products company that everybody recognizes that, you know, that brand of cat food, or are they looking for a secondary supplier, another manufacturer? The answer is yes. They're going to look for as many suppliers as they can. I recall back during the pandemic when everybody was uh, buying as much toilet paper as they could. Um, grocers were renting trucks and finding suppliers and getting in those long trucks, making the drive to fill up and bring them back to the store, no matter who made the product. So when we're in a period of short supply, like we are now, and, and remember, we don't have a we don't have a food crisis per se. We have a, a we have a supply problem. Our food is good. Our food is safe. We have a supply problem right now, and and we will work through that as the industry has always worked through the challenges. But it it is probably the most challenging time that grocers have ever dealt with, and they rely strongly on their partners. You know, our, our friends in the ag community, the dairy producers. You know the cattle side, the grain side, all of the, the the you know the different from cranberries to corn to you name it here in Wisconsin. We rely on on our partners in this, and we also understand they have challenges too. It, it's a very resilient supply chain and industry, and in time we will get through it. You know everybody's got to put in a ton of patience to make sure we get there, but um, you know n- nobody's shutting their doors um, today. Yeah. Brandon Scholz along with us again, Executive Director, Wisconsin Grocers Association. So again, all those points that he made, kind of keep those in the back of your mind when you're doing your shopping and you're a little uh, upset that maybe the shelves are not full or it takes a little longer to get through checkout. There's a lot of things that our Wisconsin independent grocers are dealing with, all in an effort to try to keep you happy. From the southern end of the world's longest Barnum Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.